Good evening, church. Hope you've had a good Wednesday. As I was looking over my notes over the last several weeks, uh, I realized this is the fifth Wednesday uh, that I've put a video online, which means it's been over a month since we've been able to gather together on Sundays or Wednesdays. Man, I just want you to know that, that I love you, that I miss you, Man, I pray that, that you're using this time to really grow in, in your walk with the Lord. There's so many things that have distracted us, have been stripped away. I pray that, that your, your time in the Word of God, your studying the Word of God, um, that that hasn't been stripped away, but in fact that that's increased and, and you've been in the Word more, learning um, and growing. Tonight we're going to continue our study through the Lord's Prayer. We've just been going through this verse by verse. We spent two weeks looking at verse 11. Last week we looked at verse 12 uh, because we were approaching Good Friday. Tonight I want to go back one more night and look um, at verse 11. So let's begin there in verse 9, but before we do that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, speak to us, we pray. Lord, as we God study your word, God, open our eyes, open our ears. Lord, you have richly blessed us. Lord, may we be faithful to use our gifts, to use the blessings you've given us, the resources that you have provided us in a way that pleases you and honors you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Beginning in verse 9, pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. So we've spent two weeks so far on this one verse. Again, we're not, we're not spending a ton of time, 10, 15 minutes when, when we do this. Just trying to get our hearts and our minds focused on the word of God. And, and we've talked uh, a couple weeks about how the world is confused. The world is confused about what we need. And what Jesus is teaching us to pray here is give us this day our daily bread. Bread speaks to the basic necessities of life. God will provide our needs. Maybe all our wants won't be met, but our needs will always be met. Give us this day our daily bread. We also talked about how the world is confused about who provides for our needs. This, this prayer is to our Heavenly Father. We're asking Him to provide for our daily bread. He is the faithful God. He is a faithful God. He will provide for us. For a few minutes tonight, I want us to consider this, that the world is also confused about what we do with all the stuff that we have. What do we do with our blessings, with the resources that we have been given, we believe by God, that we're to use for His glory, but what do we do with these things? And just four thoughts um, to consider tonight. Number one is this, uh, that you and I are to depend on God daily, to depend on God daily. He says, give us this day our daily bread. This is a prayer of supplication. Right? We are praying for God to supply us with what we need, to meet our needs. If you look up in verse 8, it says, Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need 
before you ask him. Church, I want you to think about that. God the Father knows what you need long before you ask. What is your need right now? God already knows. God's already in the process of providing for that need. God already knows. You say, well, then why do we ask? Well, because God delights when he sees us coming to ask him for our daily bread. So we have all this stuff around us. First, we need to be reminded that God is the giver of that, and we need to depend upon him daily. Uh, I remember growing up, I heard the acronym FROG, F-R-O-G, FROG. And that acronym means fully rely on God. It's a reminder, FROG, that we are to fully rely on God. A couple years ago, I read of two different acronyms for the word faith, for the word faith, what is faith. And, and this author, I can't remember who it was, said, faith is forsaking all, I take him. That's faith. Jesus, when he said to the disciples, follow me, right? He was saying, forsake all that you know. Don't put your hope and trust in, in the temporal worldly things, but rather forsaking all, we take hold of Jesus. The other acronym for faith is feeling afraid. I trust him. Forsaking all, I take him. Feeling afraid, I trust him. The Father delights when we come to him. When we're afraid, when we're anxious, to put our burdens and our concerns and lay them before him. Or Jesus is teaching us that we are to trust in God daily to meet our needs. Let us trust him daily. Even as we look around and we see all these things, hey, I've got everything that I need. Let us still be reminded that we are to trust God daily. Second thing I want uh, to mention to you is this. Let us be quick to praise God for meeting our needs. As we look around and see the house in which we live and the health that he has blessed us with and our vehicles and, and our job and, and our clothing and these other uh, blessings that we have been given, physical blessings, let us be quick to praise God. James chapter 1, if you want to turn there with me. James chapter 1 verse 17. This is a very important truth for us. It says this, James 1.17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Every good, every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. That verse teaches us a couple things. Number one, it teaches us that God is unchanging in his character. He's unchanging in his character. It says, um, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Right, we're living in, in a day with this COVID-19 where it seems every day there's a new requirement or a new guideline or they're learning something new through the data or the, the science. Everything is changing so quickly around us. And yet, yet James is teaching us that our God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This verse also teaches us that every good gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of lights. So let me encourage you, if you haven't done this over the last month, do it today, do it tomorrow, sit down, begin to think of all that God has blessed you with. 
your financial needs, your uh, physical needs. Think about your family. Think about your health. Think about your life. Uh, you're growing up. You're, you're raising. Think about the churches you've been involved in, the people who have influenced you, and just praise God for the many gifts He's given us. Psalm 100. You're familiar with this psalm. It's a well-known psalm. It's a short psalm. I believe it's only five verses. Psalm 100. Let me read verse 4 and verse 5. It says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, and his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. God is good. So let us enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. As I was preparing for this devotion, I, I began to think about our, our daily practice or habit of saying grace before meals or praying before meals. This is something, uh, hopefully, that, that is a regular part of, of your day, whether uh, you're eating lunch by yourself or, or gathering with your family for dinner out in public or at home, that you, that you say grace, you say prayers before you eat, thanking God for the blessing. As I was thinking about that, I was reminded of a couple years ago, I read a book by um, Tim Chester. The book is called A Meal with Jesus, Discovering Grace, Community, and Mission Around the Table. And, and he was speaking about this act of saying grace before a meal. And, and in fact, what we're doing in that. And, and, he, and he, he makes five notes here that I thought were really helpful to me at the time that I keep coming back to. And I'm going to put these on the screen as well. Um, he says, one thing that we do when we express grace before a meal, or as we're praising God for his blessings, is he said, is it our, it's our daily dependence on God as creatures and sinners. So when, when we pray, we are expressing to God, we are dependent upon you, God, for this very food that we are about to receive. We are dependent upon you as sinners for your grace, your goodness, your provision in our life. He said, a second thing we do when we pray or say grace before a meal is we express our dependence on others as we give thanks for those who grew, processed, bought, and cooked our food. Right? If you're um, eating a, a takeout meal, right, somebody has prepared that. Somebody has, has done the work to, to make sure that, that you have uh, the right ingredients, the right mix of ingredients that you can eat. Right? When we when we sit down to eat, we are thankful for the farmers, those who have who've done the hard work of growing the food, those who have processed the food, those who have delivered the food to the stores, those who stocked the shelves, those who maybe waited on us to check us out. Right? There's a lot that goes into our sitting down and eating, and we're expressing thanks uh, to God for that. Um, the third thing. He says, is the goodness of food, thereby transforming our food from fuel to a gift to be relished. The goodness of food, thereby transforming our food from fuel to a gift to be relished, right? It's not, it's not just a, a, a gift to be relished, uh, but it's also fuel for us. 
Um, and so we thank God for the fuel that sustains us, but it's also a gift to be relished, and we're thankful for both of those things. Number four, he says we express our gratitude to God, thereby reorienting ourselves away from self and back to God. Right? We reorient ourselves away from us, and we're going back to God, thanking God, expressing gratitude to Him. And number five, he says in our acts, in our saying grace, we express our gratitude for community as we ask God's blessing on our fellowship over the meal. I mean, I don't know about you, church, but I'm missing that community. I'm missing that fellowship with brothers and sisters. I'm missing the, the times that I can gather with family and eat a meal, to gather with, with you, church family, to eat a meal, whether it's a meal here at church or a meal in somebody else's home, right? We're missing out on that. And when we, when we express gratitude, we're thanking God for the meal that is so often the center sometimes of what we do when we fellowship. It brings us together. We commune together over a meal. And so we express gratitude to God for that. So we want to praise God for meeting our needs. And one way we do that is by expressing gratitude to God in our prayers. Here's the third thing I want you to notice uh, tonight, and that is this. We should be concerned about others. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, he says, give us. It's not just give me or give my family, but it's give us this day our daily bread. Notice the word us. We need to be concerned about the needs of others and generously help them. Church, I believe we have a responsibility beyond ourselves. Scripture is clear, Old Testament, New Testament, we are to love God supremely and chiefly, but we are also to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so what do we do with the blessings that God has given us? What, what do we do with the resources that God has supplied us? Well, I believe we can use the stuff the resources, the gifts, the blessings that God has given us to honor the Lord by helping others, by helping others. Proverbs chapter 3, I read this recently in, in, my, in my quiet time. Proverbs chapter 3, we're all familiar with verses 5 and 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. We, we, we recognize those verses. We've heard those verses taught and preached. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. But just a couple verses later, verse 9 says this, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Honor the Lord with your wealth. George Mueller was an evangelist, well-known evangelist. He's also well-known for starting an orphan ministry. George Mueller in his life built five large orphan houses, cared for over 10,000 orphans. George was also a man of fervent prayer. Listen to what George writes on that verse there in verse 9, Honor the Lord with your wealth. He says this, Honor the Lord with thy substance. When God is pleased to give us temporal blessings, He gives them. Not that on our own persons we may spend the abundance He is pleased to bestow on us, but that we may remember the weak 
and the sickly and help and assist them that we may remember those who are out of employment who would gladly work but who have no work that we may care for the widow and the aged widow in particular and the aged man who can no longer work that we may remember their necessities and care for them george is spot on here honor the lord with your wealth means you're going to be concerned about the needs of others Church, let me thank you for your generosity and the amount of food that you donated so that we could minister to families who maybe have fallen on hard times, families who are struggling. Right? And, and if that's you, if you're if you have fallen on some hard times as part of our church, right, that, that you have some needs um, that you need help meeting because of COVID-19, because of job loss or a reduction in, in pay, whatever it may be, uh, if there's a physical need. We want you to reach out to us. Reach out to Pastor BJ. Reach out to Kim uh, in the office and, and, and let us know so we can meet those needs. Reach out to your deacon. We have the responsibility of helping each other. And church, let me just remind you of this. Stay generous. Stay generous even in these days of uncertainty. Be generous. Trust in the Lord. He will continue to provide for our needs. Let me mention one other thing to you. What do we do with the stuff that we've been given. Well, the fourth thing I want to remind you of is this. It's this, that God often provides for us as we are obedient to glorify Him through work. God often provides for us as we are obedient to glorify Him through work. The Scripture is clear. God expects us to work. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. You have probably uh, heard these verses as well. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10 says, For even when we were with you, we would give you this command, If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. John MacArthur writes, God has sometimes provided for his children through miraculous means. God has provided for each of us at some point through a miraculous means. But his primary way of provision is through work, for which he has given life, energy, resources, and opportunity. His primary way to care for those who cannot work is through the generosity of those who are able to work. Whether he does so directly or indirectly, God is always the source of our physical well-being. He makes the earth produce what we need, and He gives us the ability to procure it. Listen, we are called to work. We're called to work. So keep working hard. If God has blessed you with a, a job and the gifts to do that job, then do it for His glory. Work hard. Provide for your family. Be generous in your giving. Praise God for the blessings He has given you, and continue to provide for Him daily. If you find yourself out of work, you find yourself in a, in a difficult place right now through uh, a job loss, continue to trust in the Lord. Continue to be diligent. Right? Continue to be ready and willing to get back to work, to work hard. If you find yourself struggling with this, if you find yourself and your propensity is to kind of lean towards laziness, not working, 
You have found yourself becoming more dependent upon other people or even the government to provide for your needs, and you have not been willing to work. Hear the words of Paul. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. And then he says in verse 13, As for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. Wherever you find yourself tonight, continue to trust in him. Do not grow weary in doing good, brothers and sisters. Trust in the Lord daily. Praise him for his blessings and his provisions. Be generous in your giving. Be compassionate in your giving. And continue to work hard, trusting in the one who provides all that we need. We love you, praying for you, and we miss you. Talk to you soon.